I'm uh, Alex Hirsch, uh, the creator of Gravity Falls. And I'm Jason Ritter, the voice of Dipper. That triangle character looked familiar in the foreground. Don't know what you're talking about. I got a question mm. for you, Jason. So oh, yeah. when you played games when you were around Dipper's age and you would put a high score name um, or a save name in your save file, did you have a go-to name? Uh, I, well, I would put my name. I was not very creative. I, I didn't even think of the possibility of putting another name until someone pointed out that if you put in Link or Zelda or one, I can't remember, in the original Legend of Zelda, you started on the second quest. Oh, you, yeah. I, didn't, I just learned a, a cheat code from Jason. So I was, <laughs> I remember the very first time I had a selection option where I could choose it. I tried to write Alex the Awesome, but I screwed up because there wasn't enough letters and it, it just became Alex the O. So I was Alex <laughs> Theo. Um, so I was, I was that for a while. And then um, another time I just mashed the keypad and it became Fnibbit. Um, so I, now I've been using Fnibbit for years, <laughs> F-N-I-B-B-I-T. I, -B -B -I, I um, did feel like that those, the games were insensitive for, I had a couple friends whose names were longer than six letters. Or <laughs> sure, and I was like, they had to get clever. This is not cool for them. Um, yeah. So let, let's talk about Fight Fighters. So this episode is a story that I had really early on in the series. I knew that I wanted to do an episode about video games. I knew I wanted to do an episode where we combined video games and reality in some way. It's something that has sort of been in the zeitgeist, and I think a number of cartoons have actually done this since then, but at the time I did this, this level of like pixels mixed with 2D animation was kind of not, it was sort of unheard of, um, and it, it took a lot of hard work and communication and mixed media to get it to work. Um, the sort of concept of this episode from a plot point of view was basically, um, this script came from Zach Piaz, one of our writers, um, and we, we both loved Street Fighter and Street Fighter references, um, and I really love this idea that Dipper is too much of a coward to fight. He's challenged to a fight. Um, he wants to do it, but he's scared and he's able to get some kind of video game character to do it for him, which is like, is any kid's dream. It's like, oh, what if, you know, what if Zelda could, could fight my battles for me um, or Link could fight my battles for me. Um, but then of course the turn being, it would be a nightmare. <laughs> Their <laughs> rules are not like ours. We only have one life to live. Um, and it would be uh, a catastrophe. Um, I, I remember one of the hardest things about this episode from a plot point of view is sort of when you're in the writer's room, we, we use the term breaking a story. Um, so that's a confusing phrase because it sounds like you're ruining it. You're breaking it in half, <laughs> but it means you're choosing the act breaks. Um, every story is three acts, or at least, you know, 21-minute episode television is three acts. I never knew that. You didn't know that? I thought breaking a story was just like figuring it out. No, it means <laughs> finding where the act breaks wow, are. Wow, I never knew that. Um, so it's like 21-minute episode, that's approximately seven, three seven-minute acts, and each act ends with a big turn, which is your act break. And if you don't have sufficient turns, your story gets boring in the middle. Um, and we figured out kind of what the broad opening for the story was, Dipper's mistake, which is that he gets into some kind of fight with Robbie. Um, he's challenged to a fight. Um, he, by the end of the act, has summoned this video game character. We know that at some point the video game character goes rogue, but it, we weren't entirely sure how to fill the plot. Um, so we had, to, we had to come up with this B story with Mabel and Stan with heights because we're like, oh, we need, we need to fill this room. But again, in the third act, you're going to see just a lot of gags because we're like, this is kind of a short story. But I remember it's one, you know, we really loved. Um, this, was, uh, this was probably at this point in the season, maybe the third or fourth story that was motivated by Dipper's crush on Wendy. Oh, yeah. Um, and this is something where I think 
I don't know if I would do it differently in retrospect, but I do recall that we really, really loved this episode when we made it. We were really proud of it. We thought it was super funny and weird. Um, we loved all the nerdy video game references, and we, we liked Dipper in this episode. We thought his heart was in the right place, and we liked kind of where it went. Um, but I do remember when this episode came out, I was expecting people were just going to be like, yeah, slam dunk, nailed it. And there was a lot of response to this episode, which was, like, oh, another Dipper's in love with Wendy episode. What? <laughs> I, love I doesn't die, guys. <laughs> well, I, that's, I mean, when we were in the room, we kind of, like, in our yeah. mind, we were just like, we're looking. I know that some people, they see this and they're like, oh, yes, you know, writers of television shows, they're all about character relationships. And they're trying to get us to root for two characters to get together. And, and it's like, no, 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 no. We're looking for sources of conflict. Yeah. Story comes from conflict, and the best conflict comes from a deep yearning, not just a superficial annoyance. And the best conflicts are social conflicts. Yeah. So love and war are pretty much your stories. Yeah. Um, and so we kept going to this well for Dipper because we know that when a character is maximally motivated, they're the most desperate to do the most insane things. Yes. A character as desperate as Dipper in love is desperate enough to smack the phone out of Robbie's hand. Yeah, and he's also desperate enough to, uh, you know, ask for a fighter. I mean, I, I actually to remember... To let this kind of happen to him. This, yeah. this moment right here, I remember feeling this exact way. The, the one time I almost got into a fight in, uh, in high school, and basically this guy sort of challenged me. He said, I'll, you know, I'll meet you after school. And the whole rest of the day, I was freaking out. How old out. were you? I was maybe 13 or 14. And how did you handle it? Well, I I was like I'm not I'm just not gonna meet him I'm gonna I'm gonna like just leave I'm gonna go home and the awkward thing hard was, like a coward it is <laughs> exactly we were in the same carpool though so <laughs> so I, I just was in the car in the front seat just like waiting and then you know we were kind of friends but uh, yeah but it was it's a scary it's a scary moment I was such a coward and so conflict diverse that I never wound up in a situation yeah. like this like I I, I was I stayed as far away as I could from conflict as humanly possible so yeah. but I could imagine Dipper and how he would Ooh. feel in this scenario it was, um, it was it's terrifying but I mean yeah so the, the thing that I think that was a, a big critique of this episode that a lot of people saw when they saw mm. this episode was they're like there was a lot of people saying you know we we know that this Dipper Wendy stuff isn't going anywhere and right. so we feel like the show is being hijacked a little bit by this perspective when we want to see some mysteries and stuff so gotcha. like I, I do think like in retrospect we maybe went a little heavy on that this season but I really love this story and I yeah. thought it was really good fuel to get him to this place I'm absolutely um, that we just passed a joke Grunkle Stan's joke about um, you know uh, hey you know study show keeping a ladder in the house is ten times more dangerous than a loaded gun um, that, that, that whole joke run that came from Zach Piaz he's one of our writers that whole joke section was so funny that's what got him hired on the show um, is that he had done a little test for this story and it was such a weird joke this logic about he doesn't want someone to bring a ladder in the house it was totally bizarre um, there's a number of great jokes that come from Zach in this episode this is probably his like his, his, his best number one just full of jokes episode it was also it was so much fun to write this dialogue oh yeah this is for rumble um, that's something that I personally did I, I wrote a lot of these winners don't lose yeah. like these just really dumb yeah. <laughs> really like we imagine Boston that if a translation yeah, of, yeah if a video game could come to life it wouldn't have very smart things to say <laughs> no 
All our bases are belong to us. <laughs> I, you know, I have another story that I, this is one of my favorite episodes, just because I love video games so much. I also had uh, uh, several unrequited loves over the course of my life. So to me, it, it hits home. Jason is um, so much like Dipper. Every time we hang out, he reveals another Dipper thing, and I can't believe how perfect this casting was. I got electrocuted by a console what? game, and that's not possible. It, it, it's true. I. So so my dad got a console Were you version li- did you Ms. stick Pac-Man. your tongue inside No it, but so we we so he got this console thing of Miss Pac-Man and it was in the garage and I would go and sneak out it was before like Atari or, or like I didn't have Nintendo yet or anything yeah. like that so this is my first thing and I would stand on this crate I remember like the cold cement of the garage anyway I would wake up in the middle of the night and go to the, sneak out to the garage and just play like a little weirdo and the sounds you couldn't adjust the volume so it was pretty loud Anyway, he I he got caught. Un, he unplugged the uh, the machine, but I had seen him unplug it. And so when I got sent to bed, I waited for a little bit. I went back out to the garage and I went to plug it in, and I felt a jolt through my <laughs> whole body because I hadn't really plugged anything in. But I just saw him take it out, How and the screen you? went dark. I was probably six. Yeah, and. Uh, it, the the electric current <laughs> made me make a sound like <laughs> like I sort of like laughed and kind of like shook around and I was you know I was trying to be quiet so that was a weird thing and then I went to the bathroom and I saw that my hair was doing like if you hold a balloon a static shut up no it, it wasn't the electricity was slowly escaping <laughs> through my hair and I it was such a weird shame up until thing. that point Jason had been a six year old violin prodigy and after that he <laughs> became an actor yeah I'm actually I'm I'm actually one sixteenth Miss Pack man because of that moment that's i mean video games that is mind-blowing to me that's i i don't think i ever properly shocked myself but i did like i was constantly experimenting with ways that you could tilt a cartridge in the n64 mario 64 if you half pull it out it does all these glitches but also ruins your game kids don't actually don't actually do that (laughs) um but like i mean games were an escape for me oh yeah me too every school dance uh it was like oh everyone else is uh, going and socializing. I'm going to beat Bowser for the 50th time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've exactly. done this so many times. I've memorized it. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a little troll doll in the Mabel juice there. That's a reference oh, that's to uh, my sister's obsession with troll dolls. Um, so th- this, this whole section was just insanely fun to write. Just candy. Um, him, well, him talking about how I have to get back to the USSR and, oh, yeah, and all yeah, this stuff. Exactly. Just being like really dated in his perspective. Street Fighter was also a big game around. I mean, like, like I was for terrible me, at, at least. least. I, I was terrible I, at it too, I, loved the, I loved the art and I loved the spirit of just these like buff jerks beating beating the tar out of each other in this yeah. whimsical place. that They took it so... The combination between how dumb it was yeah. and how seriously they took it made it really magical to me. Yeah, that's true. Like, I love a mix of things that are really silly and also like seem like they've got stakes. Um, so this is something we were really trying to do in this episode. Is So this animation is done by Paul Robertson, uh, an amazing Australian pixel genius artist. I don't really understand how he does this. It's and amazing. The challenge was we were constantly trying to have the real world, or the animated world, react. So, you know, things like him punching the ceiling and lighting the wall on fire, that has no plot significance. That's just to try to make him feel like he's physically in that space yeah. because he looks so different stylistically. Um, there's a lot of jokes about... I love the bounce. Yeah, about the idol, about uh, him doing that bounce. This is as still as I can stay. This is as still as I can stay. Yeah. Um, like, and this this also, I think, is a good way just to highlight the different personalities of Dipper and Mabel. If Dipper got this guy, he would try to use him to solve his problems. Mabel just makes him say, poop and butts. <laughs> like, that's about... 
It also very much speaks to Mabel's character that she she's just hanging out in a room trying to figure out how to help Stan with his fear of heights, and then a magical game man walks in, <laughs> doesn't even phase her. No, just uh, it's just another day being Mabel. This this uh, the, this reference of all the trash in the street, I, I believe, is to Streets of Rage. Or yes, one of these. This is of Streets things. of Rage. And uh, also I, great Zach Pia's joke. Yeah, I love. I Streets of Rage would, was my stress relieving game. I uh, just uh, again wake up in the middle of the night, go pull, go beat it <laughs> or try. Uh, I love all the references throughout this one. Are you know sometimes uh, references uh, to other things uh, pass me by, but not video game references, guys. <laughs> well, it's you know I think when it comes to it's a controversial, like among TV and comedy writing in particular, it's a controversial area of like, oh, this is a great, that's a Eric Fountain, one of our board artists did that great gag about oh, her having the that. crossed finger. Um, but just the idea of like references, like when is a reference a good, funny thing that you'll look back on and think was smart? And when is it something that's just kind of cheap, low hanging fruit and, and right. something you shouldn't do? And we generally tried to make our references at least dated by a decade so that we knew that 10 years later, we still, it's like, okay, it's, you know, it's, it's 2012 and I'm referencing Street Fighter, you know, from the nineties. Right. So if it's been 10 years and I still have a fondness in my heart for it, that it's plausible that 10, 20, 30 more years It'll still have some relevance yeah. to it. I mean, I just saw I just saw a thing the other day that said Chun Li turned fifty. I feel so that? old. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she well, st- she looks good for fifty. She looks though. great. Yeah, she certainly does. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a weird thing, but so Street Fighter is still a, it's a classic, you know. Um, the uh, voice of Robbie TJ did some really great improvs in this episode. Um, his his line which says, "Hey Wendy, come on, come on out, girl." Like he's calling her like a collie. Like that's just. His weird take. He would do a lot of strange ad libs that we could only keep a few of, but <laughs> some of them, some of them came out really good. Um, this, this, this gets a little terrifying. It does. It's, you've unleashed a power that you were uh, unaware of. That you, you, di- you can't control it. You know, it's a scary uh, a moment. This is, um, this is something we've talked about in other episodes of the commentary, where as, as we would progress from uh, script to storyboard to animatic to animation we were constantly looking for ways to tell the story visually that would that would you could use a symbol for one thing that would mean something else so this episode starts with Robbie has his poster for his band um, which is meant to establish uh, his rivalry with Dipper and then we use it again where Dipper backs up into a wall with a hundred of those posters meant to establish his fear of Robbie yes. and then we use it in this scene getting punched by Rumble to show uh, that symbol has gone from something that's terrifying Dipper to something that is crumpled and about to die itself. Like we'd look for these threads of can we kind of find a single image or a symbol um, that can change over the course of the episode that you can track the story. Um, this uh, is a. I love this. Which game is this a reference to? This is also. This, this is, is Street, Street Fighter Rage. One. I this think. is Street Fighter bonus round. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is another one of the oh my car is reference to even yeah. I th- again this came from one of our writers Zach who loved these classic games so much that I didn't get the oh my car reference and he's oh, like really? just trust me and I was like <laughs> all right I that's for you Zach you did such a good job writing this I, I want to give you even jokes that I do not understand <laughs> I believe yeah it was uh, I believe or maybe it was Street Fighter 2 I, I have a clear memory of being E Honda and using <laughs> hand yeah. thing on that car um, Who's your? Who do you fight when you do Street Fighter? Who do you use? I I usually would do either uh, Ryu or Ken. I, I and Blanca was my other one, but I would just do the electrocute move. I'm more of a Smash Brothers. I'm 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 more. If I could take Kirby into Street Fighter, oh yeah, I just like eating my enemies. That is a fun. I'm like, can I combine gluttony and violence? What's the most American <laughs> thing I can possibly do? I will eat my enemy. 
Um, this, this idea of Stan having a fear of heights never really comes back in the series. It's one of these... Because he conquers it. Yeah, that's right. Because he <laughs> conquers it. Um, this I, allows I, him to punch the pterodactyl later. <laughs> yeah, we're geniuses. <laughs> that was our plan all along. <laughs> Um, I, I, it was literally, we need a fun little conflict. <laughs> we need something to plug into this. Well, it's also nice to see Stan, uh, vulnerable kind of, you know, yes. like these little moments where he's, he's so tough and he's so in control of his life and stuff. It's kind of nice to see him a little freaked out and well, whenever we pair up side. Stan with Dipper or Stan with Mabel, those tend to be some of our sweetest moments is that, you know, when he's, when it's him with both of them, he tends to be uh, kind of an authoritarian, but when you pair him off with another one of them, they immediately start to bond over some some absurdness yeah. that's in their heart because he's such an absurd character. This, this is, is one of my favorite gags, that, <laughs> that, that letterbox. That's, I, I remember writing that into the script and nobody knew what that meant and I sort of had to describe, okay, no, no, it's like anime and he's holding wood. It's <laughs> yeah. one of these things where if you don't see it, it doesn't make any yes, sense. Exactly. But in my mind, it was really, really funny. <laughs> um, this sequence right here, where Rumble learns that he's been lied to. These poses were storyboarded by one of our board artists, Eric Fountain. I laughed so hard when I saw these. My entire journey, a lie. Like these poses are so good and then masterfully animated by Paul Robertson. Then of course I got a shout out to Brad Breek, our composer, who when he oh, added this chiptune music to it, it really came to life. The, yeah, the, the music, the, the combination of the music and the pixel animation really, uh, brings you back to a very specific time in video games where the, yeah. the pixels were about that and the music was, I don't even know what, what that is, but um, that Dip sort of beautiful yeah, the chip tune. trilly. Yeah, exactly. That like with the lowest possible technology trying to replicate music and <laughs> it actually is, it, it became its own thing. It's so charming. Here we see Dipper trying to copy Rumble's <laughs> idle animation. Uh, Seuss has a flip phone because we, this was 2011 when we, <laughs> when we were making this and it seemed plausible Seuss would have this. Um, this sequence was just pure candy for us. This was so much fun. Um, board artist did a great job. Uh, we were just looking for what's, can we squeeze, squeeze the most gags out of, just observational humor about these types of games and the weird rules. Um, we wanted to see Dipper have what seemed like a victorious moment, just to bo just to see it because it would be cool. But we didn't actually want it to, <laughs> to do anything for him. Yeah. I also love Seuss's tactic here. Uh, you know, who knows? You yeah, gotta, you got to try it. We were looking for ways to get always to make the pixels and the and the other animation interact somehow. Um, this is really surreal. The idea that he. He's he's flat if he falls over. He has dimension if he's standing up, but if yeah. he falls over, again, it's one of those things where like we worked really closely with our board artists because I think something that can happen in script. There's two ways to make a cartoon show. You can make it storyboard based, where the artists are writing it, or you can make it script based, where it's written by a team and then the artists interpret it. Um, and a lot of script shows can become very talk heavy, where all the gags are based on verbal humor and right. speeches. And we really worked with our storyboard artists because I come from animation, even though this is a script based show, to always try to look for visual humor. Um, this this final move Rumble uses, uh, oh, I can't remember it off the top of my head. Let's see. Uh, super Power Ninja Turbo Neo Ultra Hyper Mega Melty Alpha Meta Extra Uber Prefix Combo. That is, um, <laughs> that that's, that's just my... This is this is a, this was a running gag between me and some of my friends making fun of Power Rangers when we were in middle school. Is that every year a new Power Rangers would come out? Power Rangers Turbo, Power oh, Rangers right. Ultra, yeah, right. Power Rangers Mega, Power yeah. Rangers Ninja Hyper <laughs> Mega. Um, and these words don't it doesn't mean anything. Like Neo as a prefix can mean like. 
five hundred different things. So but we when just, you put them all together, they mean less than nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> like this was just our way of like trying to that that spirit of a cool sounding word jammed in front of it makes it a new thing, but it's not. <laughs> It's not. I was always jam- a JMR. I don't even know if I answered that question, but seeing what uh, Dipper put. I knew a lot of people did the first three letters of their name when you only got yeah. the thing. I just always went with initials. I would do Alex Robert Hirsch with uh, A-R-H, which is just R. Yeah, mine which, was Jammer. Jammer. Jammer got the fifth to highest score on this machine, guys. So Jammer watch is it. a cooler guy than R. <laughs> He's just like a kind of tired pirate. <laughs> R. Um, this episode also the origin of the phrase "Why you act it so cray cray?" Oh yeah, um, which became very beloved by the fans. Um, that that episode started out as an inside joke about I would tell people I would make up names of fake shows that were on the channel, and I'd see if people believed me. And I'd be like, "Yeah, Gravity Falls. It's you know a couple offices down from uh, Why You Act It So Cray Cray and uh, Turtle with a Live Journal." And um, people would always believe that that was a real show. That's amazing. Um, we wanted to show here that I think a lot of people were like, wow, Robbie, what kind of maladjusted 15-year-old tries to get in a fight with a 12-year-old? And we were trying to show he was never going to fight Dipper. This he is all gonna... intimidation. Yeah, exactly. This is a guy who, you know, spends two hours in the morning with his makeup. Like, it's not about a fight <laughs> no. for him. Like, he's just... His pride has been wounded. He's yeah. annoyed by his phone breaking and... Uh... Yeah, he wants to scare a little kid. Our, our feeling with Robbie is that he's a deeply insecure guy. He's not very smart. Um, and when he encounters a 12-year-old who seems to be kind of talking circles around him yeah. and, 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 and hanging out with his girlfriend and they're always going on these weird adventures, he feels left out. And so he just tries to you know, put on even more, more fingerless gloves, three, three pairs of fingerless gloves and look like a tough guy in front of Dipper. <laughs> Um, we knew that we didn't want them to become friends by the epi- end of the episode because we had this idea of him being a stronger antagonist than he turned out to be. But we liked the idea of there being sort of a truce. Yeah. Because e- even we were like, we don't think there's going to be too many more episodes about their rivalry. Um, and we ended up just shutting that down by season two. Cause That's right. W- once, we, once we saw the people were like, yeah, we get it. We're sick of this. We know this isn't going anywhere. We were like, okay, we're not going to make more episodes based on this central tension. Yeah. I... Uh yeah, I I I remember. Uh, oh, oh, this is one of my favorite endings. I think did this this got used in one of the games, right? <laughs> I believe. Yeah, the, I, there I was saw a, Disney ended up making a game inspired by this. I I I've always wished there was a Gravity Falls like Nintendo DS game or something. Um, there is a 3DS game. That's that's true. I forgot I forgot about. I played that. it all um, the way through a couple times. I guys. have not played it. <laughs> well, that's what happens when <laughs> you are obsessed with video games and you're a character in one all of a sudden. 